It's Quachel Nostalgia. It's Nick here, and you're listening to TFUV 101.9 FM, broadcasting from the traditional territories of the Songhees, Esquimalt, and Husanich people. Hi there, you're listening to You in the Ring on CFUV 101.9 FM. My name is Dominique, and I'll be your host. On the last episode of this two-part mini-series, we heard from some of the amazing UVic staff that are working so hard to ensure that all UVic community members stay safe and healthy during the pandemic. Make sure to check it out online or wherever you get your podcasts in case you missed it. This episode will focus on arguably the most important part of UVic, the students and the teaching faculty. What would the university be without them? Students have certainly been a hot topic of conversation lately. People are wondering how students are coping with COVID. Are they still actually learning anything when it's all online? Is online learning harder? Are students doing okay? Well, in this episode, we answer these questions. I touched base with three students and one much-loved UVic professor to learn about their trials and tribulations since the beginning of COVID. First, I spoke with Rachel, a first-year master's student who has quite the story to tell. My name is Rachel. I did my bachelor's honors um, in German and contemporary studies, which is a fancy word for modern political history and um, theory. Now I'm doing my master's uh, in Germanic and Slavic studies in the Holocaust studies stream uh, at UVic. It's my first year. I've been out in Victoria for a month and a half. It's quite nice. Um, Glad to see the ocean. Yeah. So let's go back to the spring. At least here, the pandemic got really serious around the end of March. So at that point, um, what were you up to? Where were you? And kind of how did it affect you? Yeah, so all of last year, all of last school year, I was working abroad. So I was living in Germany. Um, And I had, I think I had started hearing about the coronavirus a little bit before everybody here did. Uh, I was traveling a lot on weekends. And so I started seeing like the you know, if you've been to Wuhan, China in the last um, uh, two weeks, let us know kind of signs at the airport. I didn't think too much of it. Um, And that started in like February. So I got back to Germany on a Monday. On a Tuesday, uh, I went out with some friends uh, to a a bar and we were chatting about like, oh, do we think something's going to happen? Like the cases are starting to increase. Uh, and I had planned a trip for that upcoming weekend to go to Poland. And my friends were like, hey, you know what? Like, maybe take the week off. You've been traveling a lot. Like, who knows? And so on the Wednesday, I decided to cancel the trip. On the Thursday, Poland announced that all of its public spaces were being closed and the border was going to close. On the Friday, uh, it was announced that all the schools in Germany were closing for at least six weeks. Uh, I worked at a school. And by the following Monday, all the borders had closed. And so at first I was kind of, in, in a way, I think a lot of people were um, like, oh, this is gonna be two weeks. This is, what is this? It's good, okay, cool, a couple weeks off work, whatever. Um, and then it just kept getting worse. Um, it was a few days later that Trudeau was like, hey, everybody, and all Canadians abroad, you should come home. Uh, 
advice I promptly ignored. So what happened in the weeks that followed was the very sudden uh, lockdown. And it was very interesting because everything happened in Europe probably two weeks before it happened here. So I was watching all of my friends go through things like in a time lapse a couple of weeks after I had. And then I remember like, you suddenly weren't allowed to see anybody except for your immediate household. I remember like when you had to start lining up, up outside of grocery stores. And this went on, well, it's still going on, but for me personally, this went on for about a month and a half before I was like, this isn't gonna end soon, is it? Um, and my, my contract was up at the beginning of June. So mid-April, I decided to come back and it feels weird, but I've never had a more relaxing international flight. There was no one on the plane. It was like me and 10 other people on like one of those huge Airbuses. Um, all, the, all the lovely um, uh, flight attendants were all wearing like full PPE. Um, and I fell asleep at some point on the plane and I woke up and this very, very nice lady was offering me like food or something, but she was in full PPE, mask, gown, everything. And I freaked out because I was like, what is it? Am I still asleep? Someone help. Uh, and so, yeah, I got back to Canada mid-April. And where did you go back to? Like, did you go home or? So I went back to Halifax. Uh, it's where my partner lived at the time. And him and I quarantined together um for the two weeks uh because at that point the the lockdown or the quarantine was mandatory and we were really lucky we had a friend who had an airbnb that of course wasn't being used so we were able to use that and the one thing i really remember about the quarantine is that i went from eight months of long distance to two weeks where we were the only people we were allowed to see and it was a lot it's like you love your person you love your friends or your roommates or whatever but when they are the only person that you are allowed to see legally for like months and months on end not fun <laughs> it stops being fun so okay at this point it's spring and do you know that you're going to UVic in the fall is that still your plan like have you been accepted into UVic already yeah so I actually I was accepted to UVic in 2019 and I deferred um because I wanted to do the the gap year. So the big question kind of became, was I going to come out? Because at that point, we didn't know if the classes were going to be online yet. And so I think, so I was living in Halifax uh, with my partner at the time. I got to say, moving normally, worst thing in the world. Moving during a pandemic, so much worse. How is that possible? It's, you take like the worst thing a person can do, move, and then you triple it in terribleness. Um, I moved three times during this pandemic and I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, so I was living in Halifax with him and I was kind of of the opinion of like, if classes are online, why would I go out? Um, I'm moving to a city. I don't know anyone there. Um, I, I have, you know, support base here as well as at that time, Nova Scotia was starting to come out of the, of the first wave a lot better off than other places in Canada. So I was like, oh, I'm like in the safest place in North America. I'm still allowed to like see friends and whatever. Um, stuff that wasn't an option at that time if you were in Toronto or even in BC or Quebec. Uh, so then classes were listed online. 
And so I decided I was going to stay in Halifax until at least January, because at that point we didn't know if second semester was going to be online. This is so funny talking about now that I know how it all happened, because I had so many plans and they just didn't work. Uh, but then what happened was just through a sheer stroke of luck, uh, my partner got a job out here. And then we basically decided, oh, whatever, let's just move. Uh, so we moved across the country in the pandemic. It was awful. Um, and that would have been October. So my family's from Ontario. Um, and I hadn't seen my family since Christmas, basically, um, because of everything. And so what I decided to do was on... Uh, my partner was driving from Halifax to BC. This takes a good like week and a half. Um, I had the cat, so I decided to fly um, for her sake. And so I decided instead of staying in Halifax while he drove, I would fly to Ontario and spend about a week with my parents. Um, but then what happened was I had it perfectly scheduled. I was like, okay, no class on Tuesday. I'll fly on Tuesday. I'll be all good with internet for my classes on Thursday. You know, I, I'm a TA. I have to be a work and then the day that I was supposed to fly they announced in Halifax that a massive hurricane was going to hit and the year prior so 2019 September there had been this huge hurricane in Halifax that had just decimated the city and so they were really really worried about it happening again so they canceled everything so like three days maybe before I was supposed to fly out, I found out that my flights were canceled because of this hurricane. So I'm like, what am I supposed to do? So at the very last minute, I had to move my flight up so I had less time to move uh, in order to get out before the hurricane hit. So I was able to get out. And then this hurricane was like, a rainstorm. It was like the weakest hurricane Halifax has ever seen. And everyone's like, oh, it's glad we canceled everything just in case, just in case. And I was like, that didn't work for me. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but then I got to Ontario and I spent a week with my folks. Um, and then we got to Victoria early October and then it all worked out. Okay. So October, you're in Victoria, you have a place to live. Um, so you're a master's student, but you're also a TA. Yeah. So you have all these things to do. And this is like your first time at UVic. You've never had the experience of being at UVic before. You don't know like what it's actually like in non-pandemic times. So what was that for you? What was it like starting at UVic without knowing what it was like before? I mean, it was hard. It still is hard. Uh, it'll be a shock to no one that I think Zoom school sucks. Um, I'm not a personally a big fan. Um, and it's, and it's really difficult, uh, because no one's at fault. Um, we need to be on Zoom right now because of the pandemic and I'm completely on board with that, but that still doesn't negate the fact that it makes being a student really, really difficult. Um, in my undergrad, I, I had a really good experience. Like I was very close with all my profs. The campus was very small. I knew everybody. And going from that to never seeing anybody, um, I was very lucky. There were a few profs on campus who were able to kind of point out to me like where the coffee shops are, stuff like that. Um, but it's it's been very difficult. I, 
I think the profs are doing the best that they can with the situation that they've been given. I don't feel like I'm learning as much as I could in a regular year, which is definitely frustrating, um, especially when they did it lower tuition. Um, separate issue. But the thing that's been the most difficult, I think, is the kind of the stuff that happens in between classes, the meeting people, the, oh, let's go grab a beer at the pub or whatever. Uh, let's go get a coffee. Let's do whatever. Or just like running into a prof in the hallway, running into a fellow student in the hallway talking about whatever. Without that, I'm not quite sure exactly what I feel like I'm getting. I'm definitely getting an education, but not to the level it could have been. Uh, overall, it's just been, I, I think my experience is probably very similar to a lot of people at a lot of universities. It's just, it's not what it could be and it's no one's fault and it's difficult, but what can you do kind of thing? Uh, I find online classes, like it definitely could be worse. And I think I'm pretty lucky because I have profs that are really, really invested into the class. Yeah. And that makes an, a huge difference. Totally. Um, um, I've had the experience of knowing what Uvic is like um, pre-pandemic times. And the shift is insane. Like, like you said, you're not seeing people in the hallways. You're not actually physically going to campus and back. And um, yeah, it's just, it's so strange. <laughs> Do you think that um, anything good has come out of the pandemic both like in your own life and in the world and within like the UVic community is there anything anything good that's come out of this I mean I could give you the lame answers of like uh less pollutants because less air travel uh which I do think is good don't get me wrong um I don't I don't know the thing is every time I feel like something good happens it's countered by something bad so I was gonna say um you know more respect for what we call essential workers now which was not a term a year ago um I think I'll speak for my personal life because everybody knows what has gone on in the world um my undergrad I took basically, I took, I took six courses every semester, basically, and worked two jobs. One of them was overnight. Uh, and so I was just caffeinated all the time and on ready, set, go mode from May of 2015, when, sorry, September of 2015, when I started to when I graduated. And then I work, my tourism job is very, very intensive uh, in the summers. And then I moved abroad where I worked Monday to Wednesday. And then on a Thursday, I got on a plane. I went somewhere and Sunday night, I came back. So on a very personal level, it's been nice to just sit and breathe. I'm finally off using melatonin as a sleeping aid for the first time in five years. I'm terrible. I, well, I used to actually have terrible insomnia. But this year, I was able to get it under control. A lot to do with this pandemic because kind of in March, I was like, if I just let myself go crazy, I will be up until 6 a.m. in the morning and I'll never have a sleeping schedule. So I made it a big priority to go to bed every night at the same time and wake up every morning at the same time. And it's amazing what that will do to your overall uh, mental and physical health. It's really incredible what sleep does. Uh, so on a personal level, there's that. Do you have 
any advice or words of wisdom for fellow UVic students or faculty or whoever's at UVic um, to help them get through these times? The thing I will say is that it's going to end. Uh, I know there's a lot of like hopeful news about vaccines, whether that's in a few months, five months, six months, a year. This is going to end and it's going to be long and it sucked, but it will end and we will get through it. Quite the story, right? And I'm sure Rachel isn't the only one who had to go to great lengths to even just make it to Victoria in one piece. Next, I spoke with Tegan, who decided to try balancing school and work to hopefully make her year go a little more smoothly. Here's her story. I'm Tegan. I'm an environmental studies major at UVic, and I'm also currently the promotions coordinator for uh, CFUV. I'm just currently taking one class at UVic, and the rest of the time is spent doing promotions. What year are you in in your program? Um, I'm currently in my third year. Well, so... Let's go back to the spring when the pandemic started getting really serious. So at that point, what kind of things were going through your mind and how were you affected? Oh man, <laughs> feels like so long ago now. I think there'd been several, uh, I want to say like pandemic scares in the last, like Ebola and H1N1 and things where it sort of had been this big thing in the news and I'd sort of gotten a bit um not tired of it, maybe a bit burnt out and going, okay, this isn't a big deal. But then there was that one week where uh, everything just sort of mid-March started happening and the school shut down and everything. And that's when I really started to take it seriously, um, which I probably should have earlier. But um, And for me, it was weird because of course, there's this sense of fear and uncertainty and everything. But I don't know if you've also experienced this as being in environmental studies, like global issues and global, huge global catastrophes like this are something I think about a lot. So there is almost a sense of relief that everybody was on the same page for once and that other people were experiencing the same sort of like fear and anxiety that I had been about other issues for quite some time. Yeah, that's such a good point. I remember at the beginning of it all, everyone kind of had to stick together and there was a, a real sense of like, camaraderie and like we're all in this together and it was really cool at the very beginning um it was a really I think a really new experience for a lot of us but yeah like you said those of us who are studying really awful scary things that are happening in the world um it's it's nice to see people coming together for something like this and you kind of hope that people can maybe do it more often for other issues right <laughs> yeah I remember um you know there'd be moments where I'd go out for a walk and everybody would be talking about the same thing. It would be on everybody's mind. And um, it is kind of, it's a good reminder that, you know, people can, can come together. It takes, sometimes it takes really awful stuff happening, but it does work. So when all this was going on, obviously we were all still in classes. Did your classes, um, what happened to your classes? Did they kind of get canceled or did you go online? I know it was different for everybody. So. Yeah, there was quite a bit of variation for my profs. It was, um, some of them pretty much almost disappeared for a little bit, which understandable. And then others were kind of ready to move it online anyway. So um, I think we wrapped up the year as best best we could. Um, you know, final projects and essays and things got shifted around, but um, overall it was, it felt pretty seamless. Like it was 
almost like a snow day for a few days, just working online. And then it really just became, all right, this is how we're going to do things, um, which I appreciated. And there's a lot of sympathy from my professors. There's a lot of like understanding this is a really hard time. I'll work with you. So that was really great too. So since then, obviously we've started a new semester now and um, you said you're taking one class. How has that been for you being a, an online student? Yeah, well, I, um, I took several classes in the summer just to see how they would be. And it kind of made me realize this is something that's really challenging for me, um, which led to my decision to do just one class this term. Um, I, I find, I think this is something a lot of people experience, but the, the difficulty of concentrating for extended periods of time um, online, it's just very much not the same as being in person. Um, and also just the amount of like sort of internet fatigue that I get from, you know, if you're doing six or eight hours of stuff online each day. I remember looking at my um, internet bill one day and being like, oh my God, like, this is crazy. Like it totally jumped up in, I think, April. Um, and it was just, I was like, wow, this is, this can't really be healthy. So I, I kind of, it was a bit of a, I didn't feel too bad about it. I was like, you know, this is a totally unprecedented thing. Um, I'm gonna have to slow down my degree. That's okay. I'll, I'll find other things to do. Um, and I don't, I feel good about taking one course right now, just cause like, uh, hearing other people's experiences, it's been really challenging for everyone. So you, uh, slowing down your degree is a big point too. Like it's definitely something I was considering, but I'm in my last year. So just the pressure to graduate in time and like just getting it done, you know, would you like for people in their first or second or third year is, is slowing down this year something you would recommend? Are you glad you did it? Yeah, I think so. I think there's so much pressure for people to stick to that four years or, and I understand that people have got things like scholarships or they've got, um, you know, they want to get into grad school and it's just not always feasible to slow down. But I think it's really important to try and let go of some of that internal pressure that a lot of students have created for themselves where it's very much like I have to do it, you know, this many courses, this many terms, and then just be done. There's so much, um, so many learning opportunities that I think I would miss out on if I just tried to quickly power through all of it in this, like this coming year. Um, and I, I think it's just much better for my mental health, my educational experience, everything um, to really take it slow and not, not feel bad about, you know, not being exactly where I want to be. And I think that goes for other people too. Um, I know a lot of my friends put huge pressures on themselves to be doing you know, four or five, six courses right now. And it's just, it's, it's so different. It's, they don't need to be doing that right now. Do you, do you think that anything good has come out of the pandemic, both in your own life and um, in the world in general? Yeah, um, again, I'm kind of like, oh, I don't want to say this is this, uh, like, it feels bad to say this is good because again, I'd, I'd rather this never happen, but um, apart from CFUV, I think more generally, there's been this sense of urgency and um, just sort of maybe a bit of almost dissatisfaction with the way things are that I think is something I've personally experienced for quite some time, but isn't necessarily something that people bring up in their day-to-day -day life when things are going as normal, as people say. Um, and I think we've seen that like really globally, of course, with like 
um, the, the Black Lives Matter protests, things like that. There's, I don't want to get too geopolitical about this, but I, I do think it's going to, it really is changing people's minds, is getting people to sort of question the way things are. Um, and I think that's really worthwhile. I think that no matter what the outcomes of that are, I think it's still good to see um, people doing that. Um, and also just almost being forced to come together has been really nice to see as well. Yeah, that was a big one for me too. Um, I love that you got geopolitical about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think something really interesting that seems so different from to me um, between the beginning of the pandemic and now is that at the beginning, people really were coming together and were saying, wow, we have a lot of things wrong with society. We need to change things. Um, and there was a lot of people kind of starting initiatives and um, getting things going and helping people and all sorts of stuff that was really inspiring to me. And I feel like, of course, some of it is still going on, but I feel like a lot of it has tapered off because people are just like getting tired. It's like, um, it's the end of November, people are like done, it's winter. And I, I really hope that um, that sense of let's do something better with our world won't disappear when this pandemic is over. Um, I'm, I'm afraid that it, that it will kind of taper off and think we'll just go back to the status quo, but it's hard to know, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, that's definitely a concern for me as well, because I think this is something, again, that I'm sure you've learned with environmental studies, but humans are so good at adapting to things, and that's such an advantage of ours, but also such a um, struggle or such a challenge to overcome, because we're so good at just taking, okay, this is the way things are going and how can I live with that? And then it just becomes our new normal. And whether that's about like it's some sort of environmental crisis or about COVID, it just means that people are willing to um, kind of sit there once they've adjusted to it. And I think it helps us in some ways, like we're, we're awesome at finding new ways to adapt, to continue, you know, finding the good things and the bad and all of that. But on that other level, there is that concern, like you say, the sense of like complacency or just being kind of over it and, and just sort of uh, stepping away from thinking about bigger issues or things that change. Yeah, that's so important. And, and it's important to, to remember too that this is probably gonna happen again one day, um, maybe in our lifetimes, maybe not. But um, so last question for you, uh, do you have any advice or, words of wisdom for fellow UVic students or faculty or whoever um, to help them get through these crazy times? Yeah, I mean, I definitely uh, think I touched on this a little bit earlier, but oh my gosh, just take the pressure off if you can. Again, I know it's like really, really hard. Um, there's so many external factors about that too, but I think it's really worthwhile to just acknowledge like this has been a hard year for everyone. Even if you feel like, oh, I've been doing you know, pretty good. Or this has really not been a hard year for me personally. It's still, um, there's still a lot of um, sort of mental work that we've been having to do that we aren't used to. And if you're doing that plus struggling with school, I think it's worthwhile to take a look at it and go, okay, why do I feel like I need to do these things for now? What can I do to make this easier on myself? I don't have to be constantly, you know, pushing for something right now. I can just allow myself to take a moment, take a break. Um, and I think uh, the, other, the other thing I would say is just, 
if you can find little pieces of community like we talked about like whether it's your community radio station or like a volunteer group or just like meeting up with your friends on zoom I think that's such a big thing too is just continuing to feel that like especially as BC gets a little bit stricter and, and gets a bit more locked down um just trying to maintain those relationships and things is is huge thanks for the advice Tegan it's good advice even for non-pandemic times. Next, I spoke with Ki, a UVic student currently living in China. Being an international student in these times is not easy. Let's hear his story. My name is Ki Chai, and I'm a fourth-year student in political science, and I'm currently doing online classes in China. So when the, when the pandemic got really serious in the spring, were you at UVic? Yeah, I was at UVic at that time. Okay, and, and what was going through your mind and how were you affected? Well, when the pandemic first started in China, um, I kind of had a feeling that it's going to go global because right after China, there was Europe, there was, um, you know, Italy, there was France, there was Spain, a lot of places, and then the U.S. got cases. And then eventually I remember it was at the end of February when Canada starts to get some cases. Um, I tried to warn everybody around me at that time. I tried to tell them that uh, this pandemic, is, this virus is going to get serious. Actually, back in uh, February, I bought this gas mask for prevention of the virus. Everybody thought I was crazy at that time. So we're overreacting, but it turns out to be, yeah, I'm right, it did got out of place. And yeah, I was pretty worried when UVic, like the actual in-person class got canceled. Um, I made the decision to go back to China and that was um, mid, late March. At that time, the, uh, the pandemic situation in China is already being controlled. And I just felt it's safer for me to being in China at that time, so I decided to flew back. And did you take any classes over the summer, or were you kind of just at home? Uh, in the summer, I didn't do any classes. Um, I traveled a lot, and uh, I did an internship in the local government department. So, yeah. That's amazing. I'm sure a lot of people here, because the pandemic was kind of still new here, that a lot of people didn't get opportunities to travel or or do internships. So it's kind of, I guess, a, a blessing in disguise for you to go back to China and get all these opportunities. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're pretty lucky. So um, how has this semester been for you so far as an international student? Like, what are the what have been the biggest challenges about being online for you? I think for me personally, the biggest challenge is the time zone problem. So um, because of we have 16 hours of differences, I kind of have to um, sleep during the day and study at night. So my whole biological clock is messed up. And uh, I don't really have any time to socialize or to do anything else than sleeping during the day. So yeah, I think that's by far the biggest challenge and then there's some minor challenges like, you know, class planning, uh, assignments, and very confusing online, sometimes very confusing online, you know, small details 
and this kind of stuff. And how did you find the workload compared to in-person classes? I'd be lying if I said it's uh, it's normal compared to the normal classes. It's I, I, I think it's a lot more. I'm taking three classes. I was taking three classes, but it really feels like I'm taking four or five classes. Yeah, I've heard that from a lot of people. It's definitely, it's a different kind of work. It's like you're you're doing a lot of staring at a computer screen. You're, you're not interacting as much with people and it's just, yeah, it's so different. Hey? Yeah. yeah, that's very true. Are there any aspects about being online that you really like? Again, personally, because I'm here in China and then because of the time difference, I have generally 16 more hours to do any assignments as due than you guys. So I think that's a benefit to me. <laughs> but other than that, it, it really kind of sucks to study online. There's no interaction with your classmates. There's no interaction with your professors. You don't have much resources. Like being in UVic physically, you can go to the library, you can use all the devices, the equipment, but here you're just stuck at home um, with very little resources. And yeah, it's it just kind of sucks. Um, what are the things you miss the most about being at UVic in person and in Victoria in general? At UVic in person, I, I think I really miss that atmosphere. The atmosphere of, you know, everyone around you as a student, you socialize with your peers. It's a very, how do I put this? It's a very academic atmosphere versus at home, it's just you and your computer screen and that's your whole world. And as for Victoria, I think two things I really miss. Um, my friends and the quietness, the, it's just that peacefulness in Victoria that I really miss and my friends. Has the university helped you in any way to, to adjust to being so far away as an international student? Well, the university provided a lot of resources for like mental health um, help, for academic help, a lot of this kind of stuff. But for me personally, I would say like all my professors, they personally provided with me very much help. And all my classmates are being really nice or being really helpful to me, whether it's a group project or anything that I have questions with. It's just really nice to interact, even if it's online, it's really nice to interact with all my classes, all my classmates and all my professors online this semester. Are you graduating this year then? Hopefully. Like in the, in the spring? How do you feel about the possibility of graduating so far away from UVic? Like you won't be able to go to convocation, you won't be able to do any of that. Oh, I know. I, I really want to go to you know, graduation, all that kind of stuff. I guess in a way I'm trying to delay myself from graduating. Uh, I guess a lot of people like me, I, I don't know what I'm going to do in the future. I don't, I don't have a plan. So it's kind of scary when you think about yeah, you're graduating and then you're stepping into society and then, you know, work, jobs, all this kind of stuff. It's kind of scary. So right now I'm taking a lot of um, electives to explore my interests, to get more knowledge out of the university and just 
trying to delay my graduation a little bit later. That's a really good idea. <laughs> yeah, that's a really, really good plan. I like that. <laughs> um, so we tend to focus on a lot of the negative about the pandemic. Do you think that um, anything good has come out of the pandemic, both kind of in your own life and in the world in general? In the world in general, it's very hard to say that there's anything good came out of the pandemic. After all, it's a pandemic. Million, millions of people are infected with the virus. Hundreds of thousands of them have passed away. Materialistically, I don't think there's anything good coming out of the pandemic. But if there's anything that brings a good side out of people, I think, I think it really shows in this pandemic that uh, the solidarity in humans and the fact that most people choose to believe in science. I think in a way it shows humanity. It shows the warmth of humanity in a way. Yeah, that's a really good point. I remember especially in the beginning here, people were really coming together and helping each other. And I feel like that's worn off a little bit, but <laughs> it was really inspiring to see at the beginning. Yeah. Um, what's the situation like um, pandemic-wise where you are right now? To be totally honest, it, it just doesn't feel like there's a pandemic going on. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. Amazing. I mean, people still wear masks. People usually do in the winter here, though. It's just for preventing the kind of flu or cold, anything like that. It's like a habitual thing here. What part of China are you in? I mean, the very southwest part of China, uh, Yunnan province, okay. on the border to Myanmar, uh, Vietnam, and Thailand. Did you grow up there? Like, are you back at home with your, with your parents? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Has that, how has that been living with your parents again? Saved me a lot of money, definitely. And uh, good food every day. My mom cooks for me. And uh, stressful, though, sometimes, especially after several years living by yourself suddenly you're living with your parents. I don't know, it's just, sometimes it's stressful, but most of the times it's, it's really nice. Yeah, there's definitely some benefits of living with your parents for sure. Yeah. <laughs> the food is certainly one of them. <laughs> yeah, so it's definitely worth it. Yeah. Um, so last question, do you have any advice or words of wisdom for fellow UVic students or international students to kind of help them get through these weird times? I just want to give some words of encouragement to all my fellow UVic classmates, all my friends, everybody around the world, that uh, as long as we stick together, as long as we um, stand together, as long as we believe in science, as long as we follow through, everything will get past it. Eventually, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a very hard time, but Eventually, when we, when everything is past, when we look behind it, we will we will remember. Of course, we will remember the hardship, but moreover, I think we will remember the solidarity we had, the all the great moments we had in such a special moment, uh, such a difficult moment. Needless to say, students have not found this last year easy at all. It's been challenging, demoralizing, and I think it's fair to say that we have all felt a little bit cheated of the true university experience. 
what about the ones that often make or break our university experience? What about our profs? How have they felt through all of this? Next, I spoke with Dr. Kristen Simmons, a much-loved professor in the history department. My name is Kristen Simmons, and I am an assistant teaching professor, um, both in the history department and the department of Germanic and Slavic studies. And here at UVic, I teach a variety of courses. Most of them are focused on 20th century uh, European and German history. So those classes include a seminar on the Holocaust. I teach classes on World War II, on Nazi Germany, on interwar Europe, um, and more. And I'm also, well, when there's not a pandemic on, I am also really involved in Holocaust education outreach um, in our community beyond UVic. So I visit local schools and I talk about not only past injustices, but also about standing up to present day racism and homophobia and other forms of discrimination. So uh, I consider that to be really important work that I do as well. So when the pandemic got serious at the end of March, what kind of things were going through your mind and what was, what was that time like for you? For our family, the, the news of the pandemic became serious, I think a lot earlier than it did for many people in BC um, because my daughter has a really serious autoimmune blood disorder that is triggered by viruses of all things. So um, it's a condition where even a common cold can send her to the hospital. And, uh, you know, I won't go into the details, but uh, so her specialists and I were really concerned about what this new virus would do. Um, so I think we were really just much more uh, sort of engaged with the news and, and following it much more carefully than a lot of people were. So I would say that was sort of back in February. So I'm going to be very honest um, when I admit that I was selfishly, personally grateful when UVic transitioned online um, because we were quite scared. And so even though I know this is, of course, far from being the ideal way um, to end the term, I was really saddened, especially for students who were graduating, uh, that they couldn't, you know, they couldn't go to convocation and they missed out on those milestones. So but selfishly i was i was quite grateful to be ending the term online um and i must admit i mean none of us well i guess i can admit this very few of us knew what we were doing with online teaching uh so at least in terms of, of speaking for for many professors in the humanities i think our efforts probably felt a bit cobbled together um but we managed in march and april to at least help the majority of our students complete their classes in a way that we could still feel good about as instructors. So we didn't sort of dumb things down. We didn't, um, you know, cut assignments. I, I still feel very good about the the classes that my my students that term were able to complete. Um, and then, you know, for the next two minutes, two two minutes, it, it felt like two minutes, and sometimes it felt like seven years. Uh, for the next two months, you know, we really, as a family, were very much isolated um, because we were really quite frightened about what this would do to my daughter's um, condition. And so my partner was working from home. Um, both kids were doing online schooling. Oddly enough, I felt a little bit relaxed because I knew my daughter wasn't going to get sick because we were seeing no one. But, um, but of course, I was also in despair about the state of the world and wondering what on earth my professional career was going to look like. 
Um, and it also hit really quite close to home in March. I have a cousin who lives in Edmonton who's 25 and he got COVID and to this day is still unbelievably ill from it. Um, so, you know, the fatigue, the brain fog, the heart palpitations, and he's a otherwise healthy 25 year old. So, um, so it was, you know, obviously for everyone, a, a nerve wracking, a nerve wracking time. So when you first learned, obviously you didn't have any summer classes by the sounds of it. Um, so when you first learned that teaching was going to be mostly online for the next year, how did you kind of process that? What were you thinking about that? In one word, panicked. Absolutely panicked. Um, I have always thought of myself and laughed at myself as being one of the least tech savvy instructors that students have probably ever had to deal with. And the thought of doing this all online made me so nervous. I, yeah, it was, it was um, almost paralyzing. I also knew, of course, that I was going to mourn the really interactive class dynamic that gets established with in-person classes. So to be really honest, I made myself sick um, over the summer worrying about this. I devoted my summer to you know, revising all my syllabi and practicing Zoom um, because I just thought how utterly embarrassing to to get on that first Zoom call and, and not be able to work it out. And, um, you know, and of course, then I was really worried about my students and what this was going to be like for them. There's a really um, well-known kids book. Maybe you know it, Dominique. Uh, it's called Goodnight Moon. And during all of this, one of my colleagues sent me a meme that kind of totally summed up how I was feeling. And, and one of the pages says, Good night, moon. Good night, Zoom. Good night, sense of impending doom. And um, that was, you know, that was me. The summer was honestly me and a big sense of impending doom. So after all that worry, how did your first semester go? Well, it's probably better to ask the students that. You know, I'm, I'm always, I'll be really curious to read the course evaluation surveys. And, and for those of, those of the students who filled them out, those will be useful to me. Um, Personally, you know, from, from my own perspective, it went better than I expected. Remember, I'm, ex you know, I was constantly ex expecting impending doom. So it went better than I expected. And I keep telling my colleagues who are now gearing up to teach for the first time because they, they were on sabbatical, say, last term, that it's so much worse to dread it than it is to do it. Or at least, again, that what that was for me. Uh, and I have been blown away and impressed by my students this past term. Um, their written work was of a very high standard, uh, and I felt that they really made the most of the avenues for engagement that I created in the in the Zoom classes. Um, I, I was just, yeah, I was really utterly impressed by how many of my students managed to to step up and and adapt. Um, that said, I don't want to at all be seen to be diminishing how difficult this was for so many UVic students. Uh, I know, you know, a large part of the student population suddenly found themselves um, with living in a world they certainly did not want to, ex you know, hadn't expected. Uh, many were suffering from depression and anxiety. They felt alienated from, from their classes. So this is all completely challenging. All I mean to emphasize is just that in comparison, how I feared online teaching would be for me, my experience was relatively positive. Um, how many classes were you teaching this year? Uh, just, just two. 
And did you find the workload with two online courses different than two in-person courses? Yes, way more, way the more. Just, just um, little things like just sort of the wrapping up after each lecture, having to download the recording, post, you know, various slides. I mean, it's not, it wasn't onerous. I, I got to be quite adept at it, if I do say so myself, but it would be, you know, another 45 minutes at the end of every lecture that I didn't have to spend previously. Um, you know, we could have a quick discussion in the hallway and clear up some student issues. And now I had to book a Zoom session, you know, and block off an hour of my day to do that. And so, I mean, again, th these are not woe is me stories, but it, it felt like a lot more, a lot more work. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and what have you noticed in general um, within your students? Are they, do you find that they're adapting well to all their circumstances? There's obviously a huge range of responses. There's actually a, a very small percentage of students who are enjoying taking university classes in their bedrooms. I mean, maybe it's hard for many of us to believe, but there are, the, there are a few people um, who have preferred this method of going to, to university. And I should say that the students who are in the most distress are usually not the ones who reach out to me. So I tend to, um, you know, I'm very gratified when they do so that we can find solutions together. So, um, you know, I, I'm really gratified when students are, are, are able to reach out to me, but, but often the ones who, who need the most assistance um, find that even more challenging to reach out to the professors. So generally I interact with the students who tend to be managing and adapting. Um, they're the ones who are showing up for classes. They're the ones who are emailing me. They're the ones who show up for my, my drop-in office hours. Um, I'm, one of the things I'm really proud of this term is that in one of my classes, 48 out of 48 students completed the requirements for the course on time. That honestly has never happened in even a normal term. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I just, I guess I lucked out with a group of students who did manage to, to flexibly adapt to this bizarre situation. But I really should say that I don't think my experience is the usual one. Um, my daughter, who is 16 and wants to go to UVic one day, although not in history, I, much to my dismay, um, she goes on the UVic Reddit page and she reports back on what the UVic students are saying about their profs and saying about their classes. And, um, I would say from, you know, this unscientific sample of people who go on Reddit that the the experience was less positive than than my impression of it um, and, and my impression of my students impression of it, if that makes sense. What have been some of the most difficult challenges for you as a professor through the pandemic? I love teaching. I love lecturing. I love engaging with students. I love if they've got a puzzled expression, being able to try to, you know, tease something out and, and explain things better. Um, I love when the, the eyes light up and something, you know, a point I've made hits home and they're, you know, it, I, I get a reflection of their interest. It was really hard lecturing to a bunch of turned off cameras. And I don't blame students at all. I mean, that, that is not a, a plea to even keep the, the cameras on. It was just very difficult to inject the same kind of passion that I have for my subject and for teaching and for my students into a Zoom lecture. So I found that really, really difficult. And, and as you say, I alluded to this earlier, um, you know, often when you're leaving the lecture, 
hall together with a group of students, you can have a quick conversation, um, you can make a connection and those moments are just kind of gone in the zoom setting. Um, you know, I could tell my students, okay, I'm going to hang around here for a few minutes if anyone has questions, but it has to be very sequential, they have to speak in order. Um, so you know, those those kinds of things were, were just were, were really tough and, and challenging. Um, on a personal level, though, the, the main challenges continue to be like worry about my daughter. I'm worried about my parents who are in their 70s. Um, and of course, like every single person on the planet, missing getting together with family and friends at this time of year. Yeah. How has working from home been for you? Well, I won't lie. There's something nice sometimes about being in my slippers. Um, you have no idea that I have pajama pants on uh, on the bottom here. But um, I mean, I, I'm not a silver lining kind of person. My students know that I tend to see things in a, a bit of a pessimistic way. Let's remember, I do focus on the Holocaust and Nazi Germany. But um, let me see if I can think of a silver lining. Working from home, silver lining has been um, oh, and you're going to laugh. This is a highlight for my, you know, old married person. Uh, I can throw in a, lawn, a load of laundry uh, in the middle of the day. It's not all waiting for me when I come home. Um, but joking aside, um, my husband's also working from home. Uh, so we've get, been getting out for noontime walks. My daughter has this bizarre part-time schedule with high school. So she comes home for lunch sometimes. So we have a chance to connect there. Um, my poor old son has to continue going to middle school every day, which so he's the one we all feel most sorry for. Um, but other than that, so there's been chances to connect within our foursome. Um, but I, I've missed, I've missed my normal teaching life. So can you think of anything good that's come out of this um, within all of the negative? Yeah, I, I can. I mean, one of the things that um, I think is actually incredibly exciting is the advances in online appointments within healthcare. So because we've, we have to see a bunch of specialists for my daughter, um, those normally take a long time to book. They require heading out to the hospital, waiting in a waiting room, um, which is, and often for a very quick, you know, 10 minute discussion. Being able to do those online and easily and sort of have uh, a greater contact with the specialists for that reason has been amazing. So I think those online appointments in the healthcare field um, are really kind of opening up new doors. And, and I think that can only be to society's benefit. Um, in terms of, of, you know, really what you're asking maybe about, um, in terms of the UVIC setting, I think one of the good things that has come about uh, because of the pandemic for professors is that I think um, it has forced many of us to think about our teaching in ways that not all of us do as regularly or as in depth. You know, how do we get points across to students? How do we keep them engaged? What are the most essential lessons that we want students to take away from, from our classes? And I think sort of revising our syllabi, thinking about delivering online has forced us to focus on our teaching in ways that maybe we've kind of let slide um, on occasion. And I hope that we take that self-reflection back into our regular classrooms, whatever that might be. One question that just came to mind is you're spending a lot of time studying really sad stuff. And I know that a lot of students at UVic struggle with that and not just um, really sad history stuff, but things like climate change and biodiversity loss and a lot of science is really depressing. 
how do you deal with it as someone who's studying all this really often really emotionally difficult stuff, um, especially in a time where you're not maybe able to connect with things that that kind of take you away from that sadness sometimes? How do you deal with that? Uh, by not sleeping. <laughs> That's not a very effective method. Um, yeah, personally, it it translates into a lot of wakeful hours. Um, my students know that suddenly they can get an email from me at 4 a.m. It's quite hilarious. Many of them are going to bed um, by the time I'm up and, and starting my day. And I do think that is directly connected to not being able often to let go of some of the stuff that I read about and some of the stuff that I research. Um, that said, when you're living with three other people who are, you know, needy and seemingly incapable of doing things for themselves, um, it does take you away from, from, you know, from your own research and, and work. And so focusing on other people's needs, I think, is useful. Um, but it's, it's a really good question, Dominique. And I, I, I counsel students who are dealing with difficult subject matter to be aware of the impact that that has. Uh, and to never take that lightly. And even though I always have students who say, I don't understand why I'm so upset. I find this fascinating. This is what I chose to study. Um, I never want them to minimize the impact of what learning about terrible things does to all of us. I don't have a good coping mechanism for that one, but um, sleep more than I do. Do you have any advice or words of wisdom for students or anyone in the UVic community to help them through these weird times? Again, this is not um, based on any kind of scientific survey that I have done. So it's based on my relatively small sample of 60 students this term, 70 students. Um, I would say that keeping to a schedule is really, really important. Um, I would urge students who have a synchronous component to their courses to show up for that synchronous component. Um, for those taking asynchronous classes, to try to build some regularity and a schedule into your week. Um, again, based only on my impressions, the students who are able to do that more uh, successfully are adapting to these demands a little bit, um, a little bit better and are in a, a better mental health position than those who are just, you know, not sticking to, to a rigorous schedule. Uh, and I would also say just get outside when and if you can. Um, walks have been my absolute saving grace for me over the last 10 months. So I would just urge some type of outside time as regularly as possible. And then finally, um, most of all, most important, here's me calling out to any students on campus reach out to your professors if you need help, because that's why we're here. I hope that hearing Kristen's story will help you all recognize that so many professors are doing what they can to make this all work, but it's extremely challenging for them too. It's so easy to blame the prof for a bad experience with online classes, but more often than not, they're probably trying their best and going through their own challenges too. It's so important to have compassion for everyone in these times, staff, students, and faculty alike. We have to remember that everyone is struggling. Thank you to Rachel, Tegan, Key, and Kristen, and to all of the UVic students and faculty who are continuing to work through these difficult times. 
Stay tuned for the next episode of You in the Ring, where I speak with an incredible UVic professor about her alternative and super fun teaching style. Stay healthy and safe out there, my friends. All the best and see you next time on You in the Ring.